0: Hey coaches, Brian Blackburn here again with the Pound the Rock podcast, HardwoodTexas.com. We have uh, Dominic Amorosa continuing his podcast, part two here. He's going to talk about taking over a a new school, starting a program, and uh, what that entails. So uh, enjoy, listen up. If you're uh, involved in a new school or even a new school uh, uh, that's, that's just opened up as a head coach or as an assistant, I think he'll have a lot of good things to say, some things that will kind of resonate with you as a, as a coach. As always, our podcast is sponsored by our sponsors Huddle, Waterboy Graphics, Scholastic Steel, Jeremy Thomas Agency with Allstate, and Tumbleweed Textiles. Coaches, enjoy this part two of our podcast with Dominic Amorosa. All right, coaches, I'm here again with Coach Dominic Amorosa, part two of our three-part series. Coach Amarosa took over uh Kingwood Park High School when it when it first opened, became the first head coach there in school history. And so I just wanted to talk to him about building that program because you look around the state, you know, you have Northeast ISD in San Antonio that's building two new schools every three years. You have Frisco ISD who's expanding like crazy. There's a good chance that eventually uh you may be a part of a new school at a at a growing school district, and so I think Coach Amorosa is going to be a great uh, asset to learn from it regarding that. So, Coach, go ahead and just talk about the uh, transition and how how that worked for you.
1: Well, I remember uh we had just played in the in our third state final in a row. we lost to Duncanville, went on spring break, and um, came back to school. I got the Kingwood Park job, like. Maybe Tuesday of that week, and I remember going and going to our Kingwood athletic period, and and sort of kind of telling the kids, and there was like thirty of them or so, and there was, a, you know, we thought we'd be pretty good again, and so then that that afternoon I was Kingwood Park to to meet the the quote unquote basketball players for the first time, <laughs> and um, I walk in the seventh period and there's six guys, and I just thought. Man, what have I got myself into? (laughs) But at the same time, it it was an exciting challenge to say, you know, the school was going to be freshmen and sophomores. And um, I just – it was a a really, really ripe time for a new school in the ID, because Kenwood had had a ton of success in basketball and baseball and football and marching band. And so there was a lot of kids who sort of kind of knew or or had an expectation of, like, if you want to have success, this is what you have to do. And Kingwood Middle, which at the time was the sole feeder to Kingwood Park, you know, it wasn't like they were they were the the stepchild, but a lot of the athletes and the kids who were who were on the teams and starting teams at Kingwood were coming from Riverwood and Creekwood, the other two Uh geniuses. So I went into a situation where Kingwood Middle kids, you know, here's your shot, guys. Like here's your here's a high school that you guys are going to come into, and I'm going to take what we're doing at Kingwood. And and tweak it, and uh, you know it's, we're not Kingwood, you know we're we're not Kingwood, we're, we're Kingwood Park Panthers. And but what I did is you know had a parent meeting pretty early on there, maybe a, two weeks after that initial meeting with the kids, and I got T-shirts made. I just paid for them out of my own pocket, and then sold them. I, I just got people in the community wearing Kingwood Park basketball gear. Yeah, I, it, it's about trying to. You know, create an identity prior to creating a culture. You know, the, yep. to me, the identity was important. Like we, we wanted to have them wearing stuff, and and uh, man, those six guys that, that we were putting through offseason workouts in the spring of, of 2007, it was like, man, you need to try to get a, another guy, or man, you need to get that kid, or why is that kid not playing football, and we need to get him in the gym. And so, before the end of the year, we probably ended up with like 18. You know, we tripled our numbers in a couple in. You know, maybe six weeks of time. And it was all about like, guys, if you, I don't care how talented you are, but you got to come and bring outstanding effort and have a great attitude every day. And this is your chance. You know, this, you're not going to get cut kind of thing. And so my first year, we had five teams. Wow. We had freshmen and sophomores. And we, we had five teams. I had three coaches, myself being one of them. And I just told my, my staff like, look, we got to try and build this. And so it was a chance for, for kids to play, and that was our sole deal. Like, it doesn't take any talent to play hard, and it doesn't take any talent to have a good attitude. And, uh, so we, we got, we had some kids in the gym that were, you know, you would have, didn't even make their junior high team. Yeah. You know, but here was their <laughs> chance to play high school
0: basketball. That, so they were, they, they were like team. on your, uh, they were like on your freshman F team or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. the craziest thing is I had a freshman B team of yeah, kids, but I also had... A, and we played varsity that first year. You know, we, we got in a situation where we played 3A varsity basketball in the district. And so I had freshmen playing varsity basketball that first year, but I also had their classmates playing freshman B.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, so they were the same age, but they were like four levels
0: apart. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but the thing we made a huge deal about was the gear, was, they all had gear, so everybody was walking around Kingwood and Kingwood Park wearing their stuff, and then we we started doing a lot of off-the-court stuff, like there were four junior, four elementary schools that predominantly fed Kingwood Middle, and so I got to those PE teachers, and I said, how can we help? At the time, like NBA Read, I think, Read to Achieve was happening, uh-huh. so I said, you know what, we're going to do Read to Achieve in, in these four elementary schools, and we had a, a schedule that allowed Thursday mornings to be free for the kids while the teachers had meeting, and we partnered kids up and we got them to these four elementary schools and and so we were just sort of kind of slowly building that the brand right and we hadn't even played we hadn't even played a game yet
0: <laughs>
1: um, and and so by the time we get to November, uh, you know it was like all right well we're we're inviting all these elementary school kids we're reading to there were some coaches at Kingwood Park that. You know, we had sort of said, look, we're going to support each other's events. So our swim team, uh, our swim coach had just a, a group of guys that were crazy. <laughs> we started to have a, a, a good fan following. And granted, we hadn't even played a game yet. But we uh, we had created this sort of kind of
0: uh, well, you, storm. You, yeah, you built your storm. army. Like, you built your army yeah, before.
1: Here we, yeah. yeah, here we come. And, and actually... One of the T-shirts we got for our game day T-shirts was uh, "Here Come the Panthers," and on the back we said uh, "Opening Night," you know, November whatever fourteenth of two thousand seven. And we we had mild success that first year. I think we went uh, fifteen and fifteen, but in district play, we got in the playoffs. We went eight and six, um, and really just you know, one of my co- one of my assistants had a son who played for us. And then uh, our golf coach had two sons and they were, uh, so that really helped, you know, sort of kind of that small school, you know, you see at the state tournament, you, you see a lot of, of the smaller schools have, have parents on staff, whether right. they're principals or whether they're assistant coaches. So that really helped, you know, having three guys that whose dads or uncles in, in one case was, were coaches. Um, and then, you know, having the success of being able to play varsity and and playing for something really helped our cause. Um, and then we treated them like a varsity. You know, those freshman kids who were in the varsity period, they were they were expected to to play and compete like they were varsity athletes. So the second year coming back, we had the same team back. And the third year, by the third year, it was like. All right guys, here's what we're doing and they it just became theirs and it took off and then my fourth year, you know we had a kid move in who was a um, cousin of one of of a first year players that we had had and he sort of kind of brought us to the next level and you know we had a good run
0: yeah that's that's a that's a cool story. I didn't realize you only had six guys to start off with. that's pretty amazing yeah. and uh, it, it just goes to show you how much the off the court stuff whenever you're starting a new school, it pays off big time, you know, to kind of build that, build that culture. Once you did find an identity and culture doesn't necessarily just mean what's in the locker room. It also is kind of what, in, what is involved in the school itself. And so, uh, that, that sounds like it paid off big time. And how, uh, how hard was it to get the, the kids? You said, because of the success that you had at Kingwood, how hard was it to get the kids to buy in once you started playing games you know, the excitement's there at the start. What was it like once you guys started playing games? How did how did you keep them... You know, with young kids, sometimes there's just so many ebbs and flows. How did you kind of keep them going and on the right track?
1: Well, one of the things that... Uh, the year that Kainwood Park opened, Clear Springs opened in Click Creek ISD, and Pearland-Dawson opened in um, Pearland ISD, and Decaney opened in spring. Uh huh. And so there was... There was three programs there. Chris Johnson took over to Clear Springs, Mark Berry at um, Dawson, and then Brad Autry, who's now a college assistant, was the head coach at uh, Decane. So we had, like, six games, you know, because we were going to play home and home with those guys. Yeah. And then we we had a district season. And one of the things that really helped us, we opened with Clear Springs and got just, I think we lost by, like, 18, got blasted. You know, but it was a game until maybe the second half. But then we won. Our second game out, we won at Pearland-Dawson, and it was close. It was like one of those 37-36, you know, Kingwood type of (laughs) games. Yeah. Where we we, we won it late with a a defensive stop or something like that. And so that year, we never went into like a, you know, you're always sort of focusing on the big picture, but kids tend to look at it in, in increments of like, did we win or lose? And one of the things I remember about that year, we never went through like an extended period of losing. Right. You know, if we, if we would lose a game, well then, like, the Dawson game, that first one we had is, is like one of those games where the kids are thinking, man, there's no way. And, you know, one of the things that I've always had fun with is like, you know, and this is just from my wife as a, as a coach's wife is like, what's the layup lines look like? <laughs> you know, and in the layup line, sometimes our Kingwood Park kids, weren't winning the, the layup line or weren't winning the warm up. And uh, so it was just a constant focus of, like, just focus on ourselves, focus on what we're going to do well. And then when we had success, we just really tried to hammer home, like, this is why we had success, because we were making the next pass or because Colby ran the pipe or because, you know, we helped on the first bounce. And just really trying to pull out those those things, and even when we lost, it was like, look at what we're doing here. Like, look at this possession, or look at this defensive rotation, and just trying to ingrain in their heads, like, the result is not as important as the process, and that became a huge thing for us. We went from, like, attitude and effort to don't focus on the results, focus on the process. Yeah. And, and again, with young players, like, they're about the results, but, like, this is why I say taking over a school versus uh, coming into a, in a program as established, like, they didn't know any better. Right. Like, they're freshmen playing varsity basketball for the first time, Coach Amorosa says we're going to focus on the process and not the results, okay? You know, Coach Amorosa says we're going to, you know, move the ball this way or we're going to do this, this, and this. And they didn't know any better. And they had come from situations where at Kingwood Middle, they weren't winning a bunch of games. And we were putting them in situations where, you know, man, we just beat Pearland often, right? You know, and then we went to the friends. We went to a friends with JV tournament next, so we scheduled like where we were giving ourselves a chance, regardless of you know the result. And then you know, Tucana I think whipped us both times that year. But our I remember our opening district game was against Shepard, and they played two three zone. We knew they were going to play two three zone, and we won, and we won like handily. And so when you win a little bit and they're young like that, coach said they're going to do this and they did do this, this
0: just creates even more buy-in. Yeah. Which
1: goes back to, like, you open a school and, okay, so you're not playing varsity or you're only playing, like, sophomores, whatever they're doing nowadays. A lot of them play, like, a JV schedule. I think it's really, really important that those kids, like, get the sense of coach said it was going to happen and it happened. And, like, I just remember – like, because I had been with Royce and because I, I, you know, I sort of kind of knew the landscape, the kids didn't know the landscape. Right. But, like, I knew the landscape enough to, like, you know, you make a prediction, like, this is what's going to happen, and then it would happen. And, and that just created even more buy-in. One of those kids on that team is now a coach in the district that we played in that year up in Cold Spring. Uh-huh. It's really funny. Like I saw him at coaching school the other day, and it's just like it's really rewarding to hear him. You know, man, coach, it's it's exactly what, like you said. <laughs> and here we are, you know, eight years later, and he's coaching at Cold Spring, and we he's he's repeating back to me, you know, what it's like when we were getting ready to play Cold Spring. <laughs> at the time it was just a, a, a 3A. They still are, just a, a group of great athletes and, and kids who play really, real hard who are not basketball players full time, but you know, that kind of thing. So that's the key part of it for me was like this is what we're gonna do, kids buying it, and then like it playing out the way I said. And it, it with young kids at the time it just it helped our buy in and then with the stuff we did off the floor, it just helped with our parent You know, because a lot of times parents get frustrated with the playing time aspect, but if parents know, like, the best interest of the kid is part of what you're doing, then I think they, I'm not going to say they forgive, but maybe they forget a little bit about the playing time because they're, they're part of something bigger than, you know, just going to the school.